Hello, Paddy. Hello, Ashley. How are you? I'm good. We've but, already covered that off air, haven't we? Well, we can do it again. You're good. You're eating a sweetie. Uh, I was eating a wee sweetie, yeah. What was it, by the way? Uh, they have uh, they have these really nice, like, toffee penny-like uh, sweets. You know the ones in the Quality Street, toffee penny? Yeah. yeah. So, no, I thought you meant, like, a, something like a cola bottle, which no. is much more exciting. No. Anyway. Anyway. Before we begin with this episode, I do just want to highlight that this week is Geek Mental Help Week. And... Um, this kind of movement really seems instigated by Andy Clark of Unfinished Business fame. And um, yeah, there's a wee website, geekmentalhelp.com. And I know it's a difficult subject to talk about because it's something very serious. And But I just think it is worth us highlighting this because it's very important if anybody does feel that they're going through something that they want to talk about, get it out or... Um, this website in particular has kind of collated a lot of um, articles people have written about issues that they're going through and I've read some of them and it's, I don't know, it's a very important issue and this is the week where we are encouraging everybody to talk about it if they feel comfortable. So go to that website. But that's not what today's episode is about for us, is it Paddy? It's not. Because we're doing a series. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a of a little series where we're where we're building uh, our own app, our own daily stand-up app. So we've done, we've covered the the idea and the design, and the we talked about the the development of it last week, where you were doing some live show and tell, and, showing and telling and breaking, and uh, and uh, now you've been working a wee bit harder, and we've currently got some. People uh, who wanted to test it out, they're they're currently giving it a go and letting us know what they think. So, at the moment, we're you're still working on stuff, right? Well, today, this week, uh, or rather, this episode that we were recording was it meant to be? This was the episode where we were discussing people's feedback on the app, weren't we? Mm-hmm. That was the plan, and we're still kind of doing that, but maybe not as. And maybe not with the same depth that I would have liked to have done because I feel that, yes, we are slightly overdue on our goal and I'm willing to take full responsibility for that. (laughs) So why are we overdue on our goal? Well, the very basic functionality of the app has been built, but there certainly have been a few things tripping me up. Now, on the surface, when you first presented this app to me, I thought that it seemed very simple. Well, simple is always deceiving, isn't it? Um, And it is simple in the sense that you add a goal and you can delete the goal. You can mark it as completed. The goals belong to a a user and the users can log in via Twitter. So, you know, that's very simple. However, I really do think that what makes... What's... What makes an app really great is the kind of subtle, um, clever design decisions that people like you make and... Um, whilst they do make or break an app, they obviously do make it a bit trickier for the developer. So I would say that I'm at a really funny stage with my programming. Um, I would say that I'm at the very lower end of being an intermediate developer, even if that I'm beginner Mm -hmm. to intermediate. 
And with this, there was a few instances where maybe some more kind of advanced coding knowledge was required. And that's not a bad thing. But it just means that because we've been working to such a tight turnaround, I haven't had the time that I would usually have to try and solve it. Do you know what I mean? It's been Mm -hmm. very, very tight. And I did struggle with stuff like that when I built the app called Lodger that I built. But back then I had the luxury of time on my side. So I could literally spend a week figuring out how to do one tiny bug or one tiny feature. Whereas here we've, um, we've given ourselves a deadline so that's why we're slightly behind. It's my fault. And I definitely, I'm not even angry at myself because I think that this is okay. I think this is a real, this whole series has been a real insight for everybody listening and for us into what it takes to kind of build a side project alongside your main job and your life responsibilities. And it's okay to kind of go slightly off path. It's okay to be slightly delayed, but we're still going to be shipping and launching the app in under a month, which is a huge accomplishment. So I feel okay about us being slightly overdue. I hope you're not angry at me. (laughs) No, not at all. But uh, like whenever you start any project, you have to be realistic that it will not be on time. So there's always unforeseen stuff. That's the nature of, of projects like projects like this, where something will come up either from your side or from the client's side or from, yeah, you'll figure out something that you want to change in the middle of it. And then it'll totally, it'll totally be a different thing than what you had planned. And there's always like real life stuff gets in the way as well. And so there's, unless, I mean, you need to be smart about it and plan for, you plan your, um, your deadlines, uh, intelligently and not, not put everything, you know, make it so that if you don't hit your, your first deadline that it's not the end of the world, you know? So, uh, I think for, for us, it's fine. I think we're, you're, you've been like researching a lot of stuff and, and kind of, uh, you haven't been coding for, for a while then before this. No, no. And that's, maybe you want to like tell a bit about your coding background and how you got into development and kind of where you are. See, this is the thing. I've I've always struggled to call myself a programmer because I consider myself more like a hacky type person. I want to do something and I know the absolute basics. So then it just takes me going into like Google and Stack Overflow and and reading other people's code and then playing around with my own to get something to work. But whenever I tell people that, they actually say that is programming. That's what we all do. <laughs> so, mm. um, but yeah, it's mostly self-taught and it was um, the app that I mentioned already, Lodger. That's what taught me to program, actually having something specific to build. And that app took me nine, I think it was eight to nine months to build, which is an enormous amount of time. But as I'd already mentioned, I could easily spend a week trying to solve the simplest problem because I hadn't given myself a deadline. Mm-hmm. So since I built Lodger, I've actually not maintained the app very well. I've not done a whole lot of programming and you know that's just because programming isn't a part of my day-to-day job so it's very easy to not return to it and that's something that this doing this side project has taught me is that I do want to keep on top of it because I really enjoy it but I've not enjoyed being this frustrated with it all Mm -hmm. so I'm at a really funny stage with programming now because building Lodger enabled me to wrap my head around the basics and the kind of key components of building a simple rails app 
And that was a huge stumbling block in the beginning, whereas I've been able to overcome that this time with ease because I've already been there. However, I'm at this really funny stage where I'm struggling with leveling up. Yeah. And getting to the next stage, which I think people will have with all sorts of skills, not just programming. You know, how do you get to the next stage? And I think that the key to leveling up, if I'm honest, has been to do things like this, to, you know, do these projects, to... I'm not complaining that there are more advanced things that I can't do because being presented with these problems means that I can go away and try these things and and with every new thing that I'm trying, I'm learning a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's definitely how, so you, I, how you progress is your own little pet projects and just messing around yourself with, with code or in Photoshop or whatever you whatever you do. That's how you you learn the most and the, the just the more you the more you keep at it and just the... The more doodling you do and and that's that's how you just accumulate you know after months and months you just uh, accumulate a wealth of knowledge and and that and then you're able to take that into your uh your client projects but uh but it's uh it's not an easy thing and especially if you take a if you take a break from something and then try and get back into it it's it's it can take a little while to get yourself kick-started again Oh, that's so true. That's so true. And I was about to use like, no, it doesn't matter. Um, I was about to use an example that has nothing to do with like our jobs or anything. But anyway, um, right at this point in time where I'm trying to level up and get to the next stage with my coding, this is such a weird coincidental timing. But then this book has just been released called Practicing Reels. And it's specifically for people who have built their first Reels app and are like, uh, now what? Mm-hmm. So I've been making my way through that. Um, but if there, if there is one positive thing that I can take away from this, even though I've kind of been tearing my hair out and and um, and we've kind of missed our goal, is that I I'm going to make a new habit of of just practicing regularly with my coding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to kind of touch upon this deadline that we have given ourselves. Um, because I do think that the deadline has been really important in order to get ourselves to ship something. But I also do feel that the tight turnaround has added to my anxiety and that building this app has actually felt like a little black cloud above me just mm-hmm. because I've not been able to, it, just because I have found it very challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to get this fixed and have to do it by tomorrow because we've got to get this into people's hands type of thing. But on the same token, I think that working to a tight turnaround means that well we're still shipping it in in a month which is great and once we polish it up and get it out there I do know that that black cloud will disappear and it will feel like a huge accomplishment and I'm really excited about that um and I do think as well that when, when we get this out there I actually want to start using this app like yeah I yeah me too th- yeah. I want to uh, I want to get using it properly and and trying to make a little schedule for myself and a little routine every day uh, of trying to hit my hit my goals um because i the way i work at the moment is just have a free flowing to-do list and in clear that just you know i add to it and check things off during the day all the time and and it's a constantly growing and shrinking list uh and i really like working with a to-do list but i'm curious to to I'm curious to try working in this way of in the morning setting a goal, uh, setting a number of goals 
you know, where you want to be, what you want to have achieved by this time tomorrow, and then, you know, checking them off. And I'm curious to see my, my performance and how, how well I've done. And, and if it's a, if it's a way of encouraging me to, to check off more goals, if I, if I can see the, the clear progress like that, because it's something, the daily stand up thing is quite useful in, and I've done it whenever I've worked in offices with developers and designers. And we do a, we do a stand up where, you know, you say where you are and what you did yesterday and what you're going to plan to do today. And, you know, I find it quite useful for, not just for, um, not just for, you know, letting other people in the team know where you're at and finding out where they're at, but also just for yourself, you know, putting it out there. Okay. This is, this is what I'm aiming to do. Otherwise. Yeah. I find myself just kind of sometimes blindly just making goals on the spot and then, you know, checking them off as I complete them and, you know, no, there's no real plan to the day, like before I start and it's just kind of free and, uh, flowing a bit all over the place. So, uh, I'm interested to, to give it a go and, and see if I can, you know, help improve my, my daily, you know, working routine. Yeah. I think that when you do have more of a free flowing day, you end up procrastinating a lot more. I know I do anyway. Mm-hmm. So having these rigid goals will help, but okay. So we've established that missing your deadline is okay presuming it isn't by much and it doesn't throw your release off by months yeah, or but, well i mean it's not like you mentioned about having you know being worried about this project and having a little black cloud over you when you take a step back and look at these things i mean they're they're just little websites and web apps and things and we're we're not really they're not really the the end of the world type problems and it doesn't it doesn't really matter if we if we miss a deadline here or there or we get there's always going to be setbacks and it's important to to keep things in perspective and and step back and look at it for what it really is and not let it really get to you uh, too much well on that note then do you think that going forward if um, i need a bit of help with javascript for example i bloody hate javascript don't know a damn thing about it but if i need any help do you think in the context of this app that we're doing is it outside of our project boundaries to ask somebody for help no not at all it's perfectly i mean how else do you progress and when you're becoming a designer or developer you have to get out there and look you have to Google around and find other people that have had the same issues as you and showing solutions or you have to, you know, it's probably the, the better way is to at least if you get someone else to help you with some JavaScript or something, it's at least it's more beneficial if you, if they write a piece of code for you, if you understand what they did or, you know, now you, you get why they did this certain thing. Uh, Otherwise, you know, we might as well, you know, just hire somebody for uh, for a certain part of the code for some JavaScript or, or whatever. I think it's whenever you're self-learning, self-educating, you know, educating yourself and getting out there, it's important to understand. Uh, like when it comes to design, if I want to know how, how, how to 
make a certain type of illustration or, or certain icon style or whatever it is or a certain effect in Photoshop that I've seen someone else do. I, I try and go and and find out how they did it and, and try and replicate it myself so that I have it in my toolbox. But then you have to you have to draw the line somewhere in what, what you're going to take on and what you're going to outsource to someone else because they're they're always going to be much better at it than you are. I mean, I, I draw pretty clear lines in my, in my freelance life where I, I do mostly UX and design work and then also illustration work. But at the end of the design phase, that's where my, that's where, I mean, I don't do any, I mean, I've done HTML and, and I can do HTML and CSS and some basic things and create my own websites. But when it comes to a project, uh, like doing projects for clients, I I wouldn't go anywhere near the the coding side of it, and and I focus my efforts on on the design and UX, and try and work closely with a developer that that knows a lot more than I'll ever know, and is so much quicker at, at doing something. So I understand where my strengths are. So I think it's an important lesson to learn as well of where where your boundaries are and okay that that's something over there that's stuff that I'll never I'll never fully understand or I don't want to go into it and and follow a career doing that sort of stuff so I'm gonna you have to focus on where your talents are where where your your efforts are best spent well on that advice then this is a call to action for any javascript developers to get in touch with me to help (laughs) me um shall we take a look at the few tidbits of feedback that we've had then yeah so we've had some uh we've had a couple of people already get back to us that have been testing out the app so yeah do you you want to read some well i didn't know whether we were going to shall we read it word for word or sure (laughs) okay so Michael had said, it wasn't clear how I add another goal after entering the first one. I didn't want to click save all goals in case that didn't let me enter anymore. So I pressed enter and that worked, but an add another button would be good. Then maybe after three or so, it tries to stop you adding any more so you don't overwhelm yourself. So I thought his, his suggestion about kind of capping it at, at perhaps three goals was quite interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting I mean, I think the, so the first part he mentioned about uh, where he he didn't really know how to add more goals and he just hit enter. I think that's something we're going to, we're going to solve eventually that uh, in the prototypes, not quite working yet, but if you hit enter, then it adds it and then it should, you know, focus on the, the add field for the next one. And you can just keep adding like that. But I think but it it's, does say in the placeholder, yeah, type your goal, then enter, but that must not be clear enough. See, I think that that might be. That might be too long of a of a oh, string yeah. of information that that people might just not read it and they just kind of see you know type here to enter and, and then they just uh, they just start to to type it but they didn't you know read it Makes fully. Makes sense. Yeah. But um, I think the I think that that'll solve itself once we get it implemented. But the idea of kind of of capping your your number of goals, I I don't think we should limit anybody but like after three if it kind of suggested to you you know in a nice kind of unintrusive way don't you think that's enough goals for did it today or something like that 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 might be a nice way of doing it uh, so that i mean people can add 
as many as they want, but we kind of encourage that you make, you know, a few manageable goals that you're going to, um, that you're going to be able to achieve. I, yeah, because I wonder if there's any kind of scientific studies that say X amount of goals is the optimum you should aim to achieve on a day, like three goals is the, you know, productivity optimum. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like there must be a, there must be a, yeah, there must be a good, you know, a sweet spot of, of goals. And I would guess somewhere between three and five for me, knowing my, working routine and and the way I work and how how I'm able to yeah I know kind of what level of like how big these goals would be for me like the kind of how how big picture they would be like I'm not gonna I don't think I'm gonna put in things like you know create the design for xyz I think I'll be putting in more uh, I think I'll be putting in more what problems I'm going to try and solve that day. Like, you know, uh, increase the brand awareness for this client or something like that, rather than like really specific stuff. So I think for me, probably somewhere between three and five would be would be best. But yeah, other people might, you know, want to put in like really small, tiny goals like and have, you know, 10 of them. Or just, you know, one big goal every day. So other, I think other people will use it quite differently. And that's what I'm curious to find out how, how, how people are using it and what, you know, if they're, because that's in, in one of the other emails we got back was, um, let me see who, who was it emailed us. Desi. Desi, right. Uh, emailed us back. And she says, the idea sounds great, but I can't tell if I would actually use it without trying it out over time. So that's what I'll try doing for a week or two. And then I'll come back to you. My gut feeling is that I might need to come back to the list during the day. And once I'm back there, I want to check stuff off as done. So she says, I'm generally horrible with lists, goals and time management. I jump between obsessively making very granular lists of tasks and not writing and planning anything at all so i'm curious to see if your app will work for me better than the osx notes or pen and paper uh in any case it's exciting to be part of the experiment so like that's i'm sort of in the same boat there and and thinking i'm wondering if it'll actually change my my working habits and and how i perceive my daily goals and and if it you know gives me better results over time so i'm curious to to try it as well but yeah like like desi mentioned she's she's wanting she's wanting to you know maybe go during the day and check goals off as she goes which is how i i work now but i'm willing to try it out the the way we have intended where it's like a daily sort of thing and you get a i think you the the doing it like in the daily stand up method you get a you get a sense of uh, you know your achievement if you're checking them all off in one go rather than if i check things off during the day as i do them i i don't really get a sense of how many tasks i accomplished in that day but if i did it you know once a day i checked everything off i did then i would get a based on the number of things i'm checking off then i would get a sense of okay today was a really good day or today I didn't check off much and there's still a lot left on my list. So it'll just be interesting to try it out and, uh, and see if it changes anything. Yeah. I think it will be especially useful u- utilizing the app in that way where you log in 
once a day and then the next day you go and say I completed this goal I completed that goal and then add in your goals again I think that will become especially useful once we have the um, kind of overview page where we're having an overview of how many goals you completed over the week so people can get excited about for example having a 100% streak for five days in a row yeah I think that's when the the app becomes quite um addictive and yeah I think that's the sort of tipping point for the app whenever it becomes really like the full full circle and you see the you see your progress over time and then you're you're encouraged to to use it a bit more and um and get you know 100% of your goals achieved each day yeah exactly but I still have some work to do and some restrictions to put in place where people are kind of forced to use it the way that we intend to use it um, the way that we want them to use it um you know in terms of right now you can log in at any point during the day and check off your goals but we don't really want people to do that we do want them to do it the next day if that Mm. makes sense so uh, right now we haven't I haven't coded anything in place that that makes that possible and that's a big challenge for me but I will I I I love a challenge I do (laughs) so I'll be doing that and I don't know where do we go from here Paddy where do we go (laughs) in life no and with the app like what's the next do we still have do we have a fifth part of the series what happens well I'm I'm thinking that our next part will be releasing it to everybody. <gasps> so that gives Scary. me like a week. Yeah, so you've got a week. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I'm allowed to swear on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, I mean, it depends on where we're at this time next week. And ideally it would be great to get it out there and just have anybody use it, even if it's just the basic version and none of the the, you know, statistics or anything are in there yet. Um but uh we'll we'll see where we are next week and 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 i think i think we've got the basic stuff working already so mostly it'll just be it'll just be fine-tuning the the whole routine and process so that it's a kind of daily thing and if we get that sorted then i think we could ship it to to everyone and then eventually in an update we can we can add the statistics part of it yeah, and also I just want to say as well, like building this and and you know kind of focusing on getting the the stuff working, and that's the important stuff. It means that the app has had to. It means that I haven't paid any attention to, for example, making it Retina ready, mm-hmm. or I haven't built it mobile first. And I think that's okay for a messy prototype. And I think that as long as the important stuff is done, then you can always come back to that and implement it later. I'm sure lots of people will disagree with me, but it was just important to get something out there in the first place. So just before people start nitpicking. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I, gosh, I have a lot of work to do, so I better get going. Okay. (laughs) Get to it. And you can just relax. I'll just relax. You've done your hard work. Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever it comes to projects, my, whenever I said earlier that I, I just do the like the UX and design, I mean, my, my job doesn't stop and I hand over like Photoshop files or whatever to the developer and they get, they get stuck into it. And then I, I see them in three months time. It's always a, a close back and forth kind of project and I'm checking in and what they're doing. And they're, they're saying that, okay, this, this stuff you designed is impossible. So we need to come up with some other solution or we're, you know, the client has changed the, changed the brief slightly or, or I'm coming up with ideas during it and, and asking them to, 
um, to change things along the way. So it's always a, it's always a, a continuous process. So that's, it's not like, um, it's not like a, a, just a handover thing and it's, we're just constantly, you know, you're giving me links to look at and I, I'm testing out things and making suggestions on, on whenever stuff comes up that, that is impossible that we, that we can't do it as intended, then we have to come up with another solution. So that, that whole, the UX part of it just, you know, continues until the very end, whenever we actually ship the thing. Absolutely. And of course, we're waiting on more feedback from people too. So your job definitely hasn't finished. But mm-hmm. I just thought I'd tell you and end this on a nice note. Had a really nice message from Rab Ritchie, who listens to the podcast and said that this series has inspired him enough that he's actually in the process of building his side project and he's went and found a developer. So that's wow. great news, Fantastic. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it feels good to uh, to just kind of inspire people a little to, to just go out there and do their own. Uh, their own side projects and yeah feels good all righty then that's a wrap all right talk to you later yeah bye bye